in the dark here. We're dancing in the bright sunshine here. KXFM 104.7 Rainbow Radio here, Craig. Saturday morning, uh, July 30th. We only have one more day left in this month. And what happens on the 31st? Well, there's lots of stuff happening on the 31st. After 75 years in operation here in Laguna Beach, California, it's a sad day. The Royal Hawaiian is closing. Uh, and uh, I'm sure there'll be change brings new exciting things and there'll be new exciting things. But 
tomorrow it's time to reflect but there is a uh in that in that there is a a reflection and there is an event it's called drag bingo with endora a local per, local personality here unless you live under a rock you don't know uh, you may not know about uh Endora, and she will be calling Drag Bingo, which is always a raucous good time, and that's uh, our bingo lunch from one or from noon to three. And so, I as of yesterday, there were like uh, I think less than ten uh, seats available to reserve. So um, I don't believe the Royal Hawaiian is quite open yet today, but later this afternoon you can call and make reservations still. The reservations are required, but it is a, a real hoot. There's um, lots of prizes. I think the grand prize is a $75 uh, Amazon gift card. But there's also, I think, a $50 uh, gift certificate for Hennessy's. And there's uh, lots of other prizes there uh, as well. And then the regular run-of-the-mill prizes, which, which uh, you can win with the drag bingo. But it's always a fun time. And the best part about, about it is the camaraderie and, and, and seeing your friends in the middle of the afternoon having a probably an adult beverage, maybe, you know. <laughs> and if it's anything like um, the closure of uh, Hamburger Mary's in Newport Beach, uh, which I went to a, a few years ago, <laughs> and Dennis Rodman showed up with his wife. I don't know how the heck that happened, but. I know Dennis Rodman gave me, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars in singles that I could uh, share with the with the uh, female impersonating performers, uh, really known as drag queens. They loved it. Ooh, baby. <laughs> and it was a raucous good time, uh, I will add. And so I don't doubt that we can't um, also have a fun time on that is this Sunday at one at noon. So. Uh, I will be there probably at the door greeting, but it is, uh, it's not to be missed folks. It's, it's the place to be this, uh, th tomorrow. Uh, it's goes to Laguna beach pride at 5013 C charity. It's, um, it is, uh, I guess the start of, uh, what we call the summer of pride this week, which, uh, then, goes to next weekend, which is uh, a party at um, a reception party, kickoff party at um, Laguna Playhouse. And it's a Xanadu and where polyester will be king. <laughs> and then there's a Xanadu play. We get 20% off. We negotiated 20% off with the, with the Laguna Playhouse and uh, make your reservation to see the Xanadu play. And then uh, the next morning, you can take a hike in the wilderness area with Harry Huggins. How about that? And then, and then later in the day on Saturday, there is the Pride Festival, which is a big deal. That starts at uh, from 4 to 10 p.m. Um, and that has, I think there's, I think we're up to 14 vendors, all kinds of uh, items, three food trucks. But a main stage with lots of entertainment. Um, I can't begin to tell you all who the entertainers are because there's so many. Um, and we just got three more signed on. Oh, uh, there's an all-girl band. <laughs> and there is a um, male 
entertainer that uh, has a few songs that he's released in Anthony. What the heck is his last name? I'm not, I'm ill prepared, but there's so much going on. If you just go to Laguna Beach Pride and you can look at the whole list of entertainers and it goes on um, and tickets are on sale there, by the way, there's $17 in advance or $20 at the door. So you save a little bit if you if you get your tickets in advance, and that's coming right up. It's August sixth, uh, and in in that uh, we are just uh, one day away from the end of the month. August sixth is just next weekend. How about that? Not not far away. So I suggest I suggest you get in there. But oh, you know I forgot the weather. <laughs> I got so excited about uh, tomorrow. But yeah, so one thing at a time. Get get your get your booties on and get over to uh, to the last full day of operation of the Royal Hawaiian. It is I I I've been I remember I remember going there years ago before they remodeled and they remodeled looks so nice. I went there um, Wednesday night for dinner and um, had salmon. It was fabulous. And Maro, the executive chef there. And manager uh, was in his element, greeting and and taking care of business. Um, he's a he's an excellent individual. I don't know where he's going to go next. I hope he goes. I hope he lights somewhere here in Laguna Beach. I hope he doesn't move out or move away. Um, I can I give a testament to how to his credibility? Yes, I'm going to. I indulge me just a little bit here. I I'm I've been around a bit. I know I have about, uh, well, 30 years hotel experience. Of that hotel experience, I audited hotels. And in that, I inspected kitchens. Now, sometimes, sometimes some of the kitchens weren't very nice, you know. Sometimes the health department would get all, go all crazy. And as a, a hotel professional and auditing, I would take food inventories and uh, I was witness to many kitchens all over the United States, <clears throat> from Holiday Inns to Embassy Suites to Hilton's to, oh God, to Radisson's to everything. And there were all various levels of niceties and some unniceties in so I feel like I have a really good, I'm a really good judge of what is a nice kitchen, what's well-maintained, what's organized, and what is not. <clears throat> I can say unequivocally that <clears throat> Morrow's Kitchen, without question, is the best organized, cleanest, most pristine kitchen I have ever seen in my career. And he toured me through it about a year ago at the, at, uh, the Royal Hawaiian. And an organized kitchen is an efficient kitchen. And uh, I, if you organize it correctly, <laughs> but I, I, I can't praise that man enough. I think he, his management style is just brilliant. And so, plus the food is excellent. So I, that, I think it shows that he takes so much pride in everything he does uh, in the food and beverage operation. And that's a very difficult business to be in. So many people get involved in it and think, oh, I've got all this money. I'm a retired sports figure. You know, I got, I, I'll do something fun and easy. I'll open a restaurant. Uh, no, no, they're so far from fun and easy. They're a lot of work and a lot of, uh, a lot of sweat and a lot of, a lot of hardship. They're, um, 
that it takes a, a brilliant mind and a passion to really be, in, I think, involved in the food and beverage industry. And uh, that's my experience with it. And so I feel that uh, he is one of those people and he's he's got it mastered really well. And um, I hope that he finds uh, some place here in Laguna Beach that is worthy of his character and his ability. And because, uh, you know, so many places have um, slipped by the wayside, it seems. Including recently Harley's, which is sitting vacant, sadly, for the rest of the summer, I'm sure. And a few other vacancies here in Laguna Beach. But uh, hopefully he'll find a new home and he'll be happy. But I digress. <laughs> I had to toss that in there. So, And I, I, it's not a paid advertisement. It's not... <laughs> Him and his lovely wife there work very hard, Patricia. So a shout out to Mauro and Patricia and their their hard work there. If you have a chance, uh, today and tomorrow are the last days of uh, a long experience there with uh, the Royal Hawaiian. Yes. And now on to the weather. Cloudy skies early, then partly cloudy. Well, the cloudy skies went away already. Well, there's a few clouds, not much. Uh, and this afternoon, high is 73, winds south to southwest at 5 to 10 miles an hour. It's perfect. I, this is perfect weather. High is 73. How about that? Humidity is 76%. Perfect. Uh, the, the, the UV index is extreme. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> and, um, and the low is going to be 67. I don't, you can't ask for more perfect weather. I, 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 and now the coming week, it's much of the same. Uh, it's going to be in the 70s all week long uh, through uh, next Saturday. And uh, so it'll be a nice, it should be a nice Saturday for our Pride event on the 6th. It says mostly sunny, 76 degrees. So we are, again, we are blessed here. So much of the world, including the UK, is still suffering with... 30, 30 degrees warmer than what they are used to, which, and oh my word. And I have to say that they towed away uh, Catalina Island again. You can't see it. Um, I don't know why that is because the weather is so nice and, and clear. We're so blessed here. Um, yeah, that's that's the deal. So um, what else is going on in the LGBT uh, deal other than... They had a vote. I know we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. I I got I just got to mention one thing. With <laughs> you know, they're trying to codify that we can get married. We got married. Now they're trying to take it away. So they tried to, they tried to. I got to just. I got to point out one, one, one huge hypocrisy. I love, I love, I love uh, pointing out hypocrisy. It's so, especially when it's so glaring. <laughs> yes, um, a friend of mine. <laughs> who has his pulse on, on what's going on across, across the LGBTQ, um, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Um, a GOP lawmaker, listen closely here, um, represent, Republican uh, Representative uh, Glenn Thompson uh, from... Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he voted um, on the, the Marriage Act. Uh, nay, no, didn't want to do that. 
didn't want to codify it. Didn't think it was right. You know, those, um, those homosexuals shouldn't get married, but it was only a, a few days, uh, a few days later, he went to his son's gay wedding. Hmm. How about that? He voted against it, but then he went to his son's gay wedding. Well, I guess you could say he's trying to represent his constituents. But then at the same time, he went to his son's wedding. I suppose I suppose you could say he's in a difficult spot. But at the same time, I don't know. Couldn't he, like Liz Cheney, say, you know, I made a mistake? <laughs> I don't know. A Republican lawmaker attended his gay son's wedding just three days after joining the majority of his GOP colleagues and voting against a House bill that would codify federal uh, protections for same-sex marriage. Glenn Thompson well, are you hope you're happy with yourself, Glenn? Because you know, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's uh, the gay son of Rep Rep Representative Glenn Thompson, a Re Republican, confirmed to NBC News on Monday that he that he married the love of his life on Friday, and that his father was there. NBC News is not publishing the names of the grooms, neither of whom is a public figure. Thompson, Thompson's press secretary, Madison Stone, also confirmed the congressman was in attendance. Well, well, well. Well, we're going to take a break here. We have a short music break, and I'm going to be back with On This Week in History as we catch up real quick here on KXFM 104.7 Rainbow Radio. We're glad you're here this Saturday morning. Um, and, um, yeah, we'll be right back.
song uh, was called Venice Beach, and that reminds me of something that I probably need to bring bring up, uh, the beach. <laughs> After all, we are in Laguna Beach. The beach, uh, We I am working on a project to get a rainbow-colored uh, lifeguard tower on the beach and at West Street Beach, and we have had some progress with that. In fact, it has been, uh, I've been getting some help from the city and particularly uh, the city management department. And so this Tuesday, I will be presenting in, uh, in front of the city council uh, a little PowerPoint presentation. And uh, if anyone is so inclined and feels that, as I do, and as some other people have represented, it, represented to me that they are uh, feel similarly, similarly, that's an interesting word, uh, that it would be nice to have a rainbow-colored tower at West Street Beach and the rainbow colors designating inclusion and inclus and uh, diversity and, you know, the welcoming culture of Laguna Beach uh, represented. That's what it means, inclusive. And uh, that they can show up and... Uh, you know, offer their support. And I guess to the contrary, you could show up too, but uh, I, <laughs> I would prefer you would show up and, <laughs> and offer your support, but it is uh, a free speech world here. Anyway, um, so I'm, I'm hopeful uh, that we can get this through. There are some, uh, you know, some hurdles we need to get through, but fortunately there is precedence has been set with, the type of tower when uh, it is uh, a lifeguard tower that's on, presently on other beaches, uh, the, the same manufacturer and the same style. And um, fortunately, the rainbow colors are on uh, similar towers in Venice Beach, Hermosa Beach, and uh, Long Beach. So Again, precedence has been set, so, but it does. It is a process, so it would need to go before the Coastal Commission um, and the City of Laguna Beach, and then once uh, if those are approved, then we need, would need to do a fundraiser to pay for it, and uh, it would include um, purchasing a lifeguard tower, uh, the cost of delivery, which is considerable because it is a fairly large uh, device. <laughs> if you will. And then um, certainly the custom paint job that would go on it. We also want to include a plaque that would be nearby in the area there that uh, recognizes the meaning of uh, the rainbow colors and dedicates it to an individual who kind of spearheaded and started West Street Beach as a local LGBTQ kind of uh, setting. All those things done. So if you want to know more about it and you want to uh, be available at 5 o'clock on Tuesday in, in the city council chambers, I encourage you uh, to show up. I will be there along with uh, another person, James, who kind of uh, 
started this whole thing rolling and uh, uh, to make this presentation. So that is uh, uh, coming Tuesday, which I'm not sure the date, but uh, Tuesday of next week. So that's that's my story. Yeah, so we're we have, I've been working on it for quite a while. We had it before the county. We went before the lifeguard uh, services organization that is contracted to, to to provide the lifeguard services in Laguna Beach for the city. And it's been before them. It's been before the county. And now it's back to the city. And the city uh, seems very supportive and uh, uh, wants to help this uh, uh, help us with this sorted out through the various approval. Um, processes that it needs to be and I, but I do need the support of the city council so I'm making a um, appeal to them on Tuesday and uh, like I said if you're interested in supporting it then there you go um, also I can be reached at uh, Craig at, at uh, lagunabeachpride.org if you wanted to uh, send me a message in on this topic that would be great Craig at lagunabeachpride.org that's pretty simple Yes. So I, I'm glad I remembered that. <laughs> so much going on here. Anyway, um, yeah. And if you can't make it, send me an email and maybe it's something I need to share with city council. Uh, that would be great too. Anyway, on to on this day in history, <laughs> Laguna Beach. Um, this, uh, 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 I do the whole week, obviously. So uh, on July 30th, uh, on this day in history and this week, uh, we will go to France. And I, I thought, um, you know, I thought France was, um, I don't know. <laughs> of course, this is in 1960 in France. So shocking. But in France, the National Assembly, I suppose that's like there are Congress, whatever, adds homosexuality to a list of faux sociaques, which means social plagues. Hmm, what would that mean? That the government is charged to combat. So homosexuality is a plague and that the government should combat it in France. In 1960, hmm, I think, I hope things have changed. But back to the United States in 2003, George W. Bush uh, sets president as the sitting president of the United States as he supports codifying marriage in the United States. Oh, yeah, really? As being between one man and one woman. You know, here we are, what, <laughs> nine years later, trying to codify it, that it can be man and man and woman and woman just the opposite my how times change in just nine years i hope it gets codified uh you know so well we'll see you know got those people that voting against it and then go to gay weddings i don't know <laughs> moving along to july 31st on this day in history in 1940 the german reich commissioner of the occupied Netherlands territories makes all sexual activities between men illegal, 1940. There's quite a history there in the, in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Oh, well. <laughs> in 1965, lesbian and gay demonstrators picket the Pentagon to protest discrimination in the military. That's 65. So it was uh, got to start somewhere. 
Then came don't ask, don't tell, and then came inclusion. So it was a process. Started in 65, it looks like. 1969 in New York City, militants separate uh, from the more moderate homophile movement to form a countercultural inspired by a group they vote to, to call the Gay Liberation Front. I remember hearing about that. 1990, Warner Brothers announced that director Oliver Stone will soon begin work on a film biography of Harvey Milk. And indeed he did. And it was quite a movie. Moving along to August 1st. In 1995, after refusing to allow the Gay and Lesbian Association of Zimbabwe to exhibit a human rights book fair, President Robert Mugabe opens the fair with an attack on lesbians and gay men saying that they are alien to African traditions and that he doesn't believe they have any rights at all. Isn't that lovely? Robert Mugabe. Mm -hmm. 1995. It's not all that long ago. 1996, Representative Jim Colby of Arizona becomes the fourth congressman and second Republican to come out after an email campaign launched by San Francisco activist Michael Petrails and other protests his support of the Defense of Marriage Act. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. In 2011, members of the Suquamish tribe in the U.S. state of Washington vote unanimously to legalize same-sex marriage. In 2011, my. The tribal court may issue a marriage license to two unmarried adults regardless of sex as long as at least one of them is a registered tribal member. Wow, very progressive. Of course, they were learned that they shouldn't, and then now they're back to their real roots. Yeah, of course. In 2013, same-sex marriage becomes legal in Rhode Island, Minnesota, and Uruguay. Really? <laughs> what an odd combination. Oh, my. <laughs> Moving on to August 2nd, in 1986, Roy Cohen dies of AIDS at a Bethesda, Maryland, asserting to his last breath that he has liver cancer. Now, he wouldn't want to admit that. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, Roy. He, he, uh, he uh, influenced um, our former president, that uh, the orange one, quite a bit. Anyway, moving along, in 1995, U.S. President Bill Clinton signs Executive Order 12968, which bans discrimination based on sexual orientation as it establishes uniform policies for allowing government employees access to classified information. Well, so if you uh, are not, um, if you were not mainstream in your sexual orientation, you couldn't see classified information because you were a security risk as was their argument you could be blackmailed huh. uh, august 3rd on this day in history 28 year old gay atlantan michael hardwick is arrested on sodomy charges after police trying to serve a warrant for a minor traffic violation show up at his home to find him in bed performing fellatio on a male companion I'm in bed with this guy, says Hardwick later, and I hear the door to my room open. A little later, I look up and see there's a man standing over us in full police drag. My first thought was this can't be happening. 
Hardwick is thrown into jail for 12 hours after his arrest and the resulting court case over the constitutionality of Georgia's sodomy laws becomes a cause to celebrate in the gay community, culminating on an appeal of Hardwick's conviction to the U.S. Supreme Court in 1986. <clears throat> wow. Well, what happened with the appeal? doesn't say. Hmm. Apparently. <clears throat> In 2009, Wisconsin's domestic partnership law becomes effective. Wow. Domestic partnership laws were such a waste of time. In August 4th, moving along in France again. Hmm. There they are. No, it's 1960. Let's see what happens in 1982. In France, the age of consent for, consent for same-sex acts is lowered. From 21 to 15. What? <laughs> the same for heterosexual acts. Okay. So up until 1982, you had to be 21 to have same-sex sexual acts. But if you were heterosexual, you could have them when you were 15. But then they, well, that's, that's good. <laughs> In 2010, but I digress. Uh, uh, Chief U.S. District Judge Vaughn Walker rules that Proposition, Proposition 8, the 2008 referendum that banned same-sex marriage in California, violates the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. And what a happy day that was. In 2011, President Barack Obama signs a proclamation ordering the State Department to bar from entry into the United States anyone who is engaged in oppressive oppression against various groups, including those defined as sexual orientation or gender identity. Well, I did, that's a new one. I did not know that. See what you can learn here on KXF 104 on Rainbow Radio. Moving along to August 5th, the last of our On This Day in History news. <laughs> Uh, in 1970, re fairly recent history, only, what, 50-some-odd years ago, in New York City, the Rockefeller Five appeared in court, but their trial is postponed. Charges are later dismissed. The Daughters of Billet activist Isabel, Isabel Miller, which is the presidium, presidium, oh, I can't say that word for... Alma Roast Song is among the speakers at a rally held after their court appearance. In 2011, the United States Court of Appeals for the Eighth Circuit upholds a lower court ruling in Fields versus Smith, striking down Wisconsin's Inmate Sex Change Prevention Act, the law barred doctors in Wisconsin prisons from prescribing hormone treatment or sex reassignment surgery to transgender inmates. The court found that denial of treatment without a medically necessary reason constitute cruel, constitutes cruel and unusual punishment. Whoa. Okay, well, that takes care of on this day in history or th for this week. Yes, and there's some lots of news coming out of Texas. <laughs> Should I go on? Are, are, 
are we are we excited enough to hear more dare i say i don't know that was fairly lame i think but i do have some news in history uh, news on texas and i find it oh my goodness uh it's i don't know why and you know texas can be so it's it's so diverse and yet it's so it's kind of like it's i don't know you never know what to expect well, it's a big, it's a big territory. <laughs> so I will go on. I'll just go on. Six Texas lawsuits targeting gay marriage. LGBTQ rights after the fall of Roe versus Wade. So six Texas lawsuits. Well, I guess uh, it happened, so they might as well get on the bandwagon. In the wake of uh, the toppling Roe versus Wade with Justice Clarence Thomas urging the U.S. Supreme Court to visit rulings on gay sex and marriage texas is a state is the stage for several lawsuits dealing with lgbtq rights right now a half dozen cases on everything from insurance coverage for hiv prevention to employment discrimination and same-sex marriage are winding their way through the state and federal courts in texas their outcome could radically alter rights for lesbian gay bisexual and transgender people in texas across the country the lawsuits have one thing in common, former Texas Solicitor General Jonathan Mitchell, best known as the man behind the state law that allows Texans to file civil lawsuits against people who help pregnant people get abortions. Mitchell opened up a law firm in Austin four years ago, and the goal of systematically dismantling decades of court rulings he believes depart from the U.S. Constitution. Isn't that lovely? Now, I just, I, I have... I have to wax on a little bit on this. Why why does do people want to adversely affect other people's lives when it has no what they're doing while it causes the adverse effect on other people's lives it has nothing to benefit their lives except that it makes them happy maybe to to adversely affect other people's lives. You know, example and if if two guys want to get married does it really affect the other person's lives that two guys want to get married? Does it adversely affect? Does the sky fall in? Why? Why make it an issue? Why make it, you know, I don't know. And, and if, and if, um, well, one of the things that, that that same attorney is going after is the prep, the anti-viral um, preventative medicine you can take in case you, which, which protects you from uh, contracting HIV. Um, he wants to make it illegal to, because he feels it promotes homosexuality. Well, uh, does that, does that cause him angst? Does that, I don't get it. Why should he even care? Uh, okay. Uh, another, uh, comment here. At least 25 states are one Supreme Court decision away from banning same-sex marriage. Uh, I don't, okay. Same-sex marriage bill advances in Congress. That's, mm -hmm. that's the vote. DOP Congress attends a gay son's wedding. Yeah, we went there. And uh, Texans are suing the USDA over acquiring add to add LGBTQ protections to nutrition programs. Okay. The, the USDA decided that uh, 
nutrition is important to all Americans and that they also wanted to say that they shouldn't uh, discriminate to LGBTQ people in the program to provide nutrition. That sounds pretty innocuous. But Texas is suing because they don't think that LGBTQ people should be protected um, from discrimination in the administration of um, nutrition. Hmm. I think it's time for a music break. <laughs> Let's do something. I, 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 It's too beautiful of a day. I'm not going to mess it up with some negative news. We're going to have... <laughs> We're, we need to have some music here. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's continue on. Okay. <laughs> you get what you give. Wake up kids, we've got a dreamer's disease. Edge 14, we got you down on your knees. So polite, you're busy still saying Music in you. One dance left is 
You got the music in you. Uh, speaking of music, I there's a classic song I, that I think it first struck me in uh, Good Morning Vietnam with Robin Williams, a, a, a movie years ago. And it was by Louis Armstrong. Uh, and I sang it at a wedding a, as well. Uh, it's a Wonderful World, Louis Armstrong, right? And uh, lately, I've been watching... I, I, I get a lot of information I can from YouTube because you can direct yourself uh, and pick and choose what information you want to see. They do make a lot of suggestions, but you can ignore them and you can look for things that are of interest to you. And I found lately what's, with what's going on with uh, many things that there seems to be a youthful movement that is looking for truth and honesty. And that doesn't mean they're all truthful knowledge, but there seems to be a youthful movement out there. And in tribute to that youthful movement that is refreshing and makes me feel good, I thought back to this song, What a Wonderful World, because I do think that there is a generation that does value youth and uh, the, the youthful generation that does value truth and honesty. And I feel like they're they're getting more vocal about the hypocrisy and more vocal about speaking up. And so with that, I took this song and I wrote new lyrics to it and I wanted to sing it, but I didn't have time. I may sing it, but I want to read you the lyrics that I wrote to this classic song. And, uh, I may, I may put it to uh, a music bed at some point. But let me just take a minute, and I, I want to read it. And, and so it's, um, instead of I, I hear, uh, you know, I see uh, the, the, the Louis Armstrong. I see skies of blue and trees of green. It goes, I hear young voices speaking truth, full of hope and alive with youth. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see true love and honest that's honest and pure. It speaks from the heart and will long endure. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. A love that knows no prejudice, no hate to spew and divide, is building a world that will live long and provide. I see love that prevails where hate would reside. Their voices are heard spoken with pride and when i listen i hear our youth as they face their challenges with a voice speaking truth and i think to myself what a wonderful world yes i think to myself what a wonderful world and i do see that out there i do see that we shouldn't be in despair i do see a young generation that is embracing the truth and dismissing the hypocrisy and being more vocal and speaking up. And uh, yeah, life goes on.
That's my message. So, um, and speaking of positive things, uh, something else I had brought up uh, a couple of weeks ago was my five-year plan for Laguna Beach. <laughs> and um, I thought about it and I thought, you know, Craig, who, who, who appointed you <laughs> that you thought you could write a five-year plan for Laguna Beach uh, that is so supported by three pillars? And uh, maybe I should dismiss it, you know? And I thought, you know, no, I'm not going to dismiss it. So I'm actually working on a website uh, that uh, will uh, put it out there. And I'm actually hopeful that I can do a little panel and bring some people together and we can discuss the, the five-year plan. And it, hopefully uh, it's something that um, can be involve the whole community and uh you know, I, there is, the way I look at it, there's there's the mechanics of running a city that all have to come together, which is budgets and plannings. And and there's a, it's a huge, huge responsible job. It involves many, many parts and many, many moving parts that have to function uh, smoothly, that have to um, be managed professionally, which is the... the the cash flow, the payments, the insurance, the all the responsible things that need to be done to run a city. And uh, there have to be programs that support the community, have to be programs that um, make things work, you know. But I think often uh, in running uh, a city or a community, so many of the folks, so much of the focus is on the immediate. And sometimes I think the big picture gets too often ignored. And so my thought was maybe this five-year plan that uh, that actually Tony Eisman brought up in, a, in five years, the city of Laguna Beach will be 100 years old. So I thought, how appropriate. Uh, what can we do in five years? And five years is kind of a um, component that uh, in business acumen lately has become a very uh, a very uh, important tool that you look at uh, five years and you look at um, things that are very um, first principle. In other words, things that are really the simple point of what you want to do. And so with that in mind, I thought, well, what are the, what are some of the things? And it, it boiled down to what I call three pillars that support a five-year plan. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pre go on with it. And I'm going to finish this website that will have the explain what the three pillars are and how important they are to Laguna Beach in a five-year plan to address many, many things that many people have expressed um, in the community. Uh, while the city uh, as a well-run machine continues to operate and these, uh, these um, I guess, components of the five-year plan kind of dovetail into what the city is all about and make it a much better place focused on a future that is bright and productive and uh, addresses many things uh, that I feel that the city uh, would like to see. How about that? Now it's a tall order, but we'll see, you know, it can't hurt. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. And that is probably the rest of my show. Yep. It's time for Ida May. <laughs> and she is here. 
today to to bring it on and i'm glad you've tuned in i will be back oh will i be back next saturday i don't know because we have uh, a week from today we've got the pride festival and i will be preparing for that so i may not be back next saturday um, but i'll let you know in an email to everyone be sure to sign up uh, uh, craig at rainbow radio dash org online and uh, you'll know so thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Have a fabulous day here in Laguna Beach. And please uh, give Ida May a listen. She has lots to say about a lot of very important things. <laughs> oh. <laughs>